Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 3, Episode 1. Uh, we've come back from a, a fairly significant layoff, um, mostly just because of life and whatnot. On the line tonight, I have the two Marvel Hacks themselves. I don't think we're going to have Big Hush tonight. The two Marvel Hacks, we have the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Konnichiwa, fellow mutants. We are back at last. Yeah, it has been way, way too long. Uh, also on the line tonight is Brother Revis. Brother Revis, say what's up. Hello to everyone who was spared by Thanos. Yes, that's right, man. The snap, <laughs> the snap of the finger saved a couple of us. Yeah, we haven't really been together since the Infinity War uh, review. If you haven't listened to that, you can go back and check. But the original purpose and reason of the Marvel Hacks has always been comic books. And so we have taken some time away um, to uh, not record, basically. So we're going to go over some things here and there. We're going to do uh, the agenda tonight, folks. We're going to go over some comic book and comic book movie news and TV news here. Uh, then we'll get into the books. Uh, we got That's Their One, which is actually That's Their Two for DC Comics tonight. Uh, we'll have our X-Men, but it's not a throwback because we're going to review um, The Hunt for Wolverine. And then we have um, some milestone books, which we'll get to uh, when we get a chance to, in terms of at least the numbering, not milestone, the imprint from DC that they canceled because they were all black characters. Anywho, um, so... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, one of the first things we wanted to talk about today is just some of the comic book and comic book movie news. Uh, one of the first things, and I'm going to take them out of order, um, Netflix threatened us today um, with news about Iron Fist coming back. Uh, season two of Iron Fist, they said it's going to be unlike anything that we've ever seen before, which means that it will probably be good. So is anybody excited about Iron Fist coming back, Brother Beals? Well, you know, so there's a couple of things working against it right off the top. I think when it came out, it was sort of hamstrung by the hand story, which was very convoluted and not very exciting. And it sort of purposely didn't have an end. And if they can move past that, that's a plus. But the problem is it still has uh, Loris Tyrell as Iron Fist. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm willing to say it can't be worse, but I'm not willing to get excited about it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I told y'all that I it, it was so bad it threw me off the Defenders. I couldn't even watch the Defenders. And even Punisher, it rolled into that too. I haven't even watched that because Iron mm -hmm. Fist was literally, yeah. they threw on every possible break for me in terms of the momentum that I had coming out for Luke Cage. Um, My Netflix love is diminished considerably. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Sandman, can you... You finished Iron or Iron Fist. I remember you telling us that. No, uh, no, I, I did not. No, I did oh, not. Okay, I, sorry. I got there's to like. It, there is, I, there I, is I, no I, end to it. Yeah, it's bad, man. There's no end to it. He said. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think I got within was it 13 episodes, most of the uh, Netflix series. I think I got to yeah. like 10, and I just like that's it, man. I can't do it anymore. It's just, it's bad, man. It's just. Um, the, yeah, the um, uh, showrunner that they had for that uh, series is called, his name is Scott Buck, and basically every bad, he's the genius that did uh, Inhumans, so that ought to tell you everything right Ooh. there. So that that shit was dead on arrival, yeah, and obviously he's not going to be doing this one, because Marvel did seem to learn from that, and finally, after him ruining two, um, two of their series, so... Uh, Excited? No, I'm not excited for it. I'm. I might give it a chance, but yeah, it's the the leash is going to be short. Put it that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I have literally nothing to give for that. I, the trailer for Luke Cage came out as well mm -hmm. uh, this week, and that kind of had me a little bit excited. Um, the villain makes me a little bit nervous again. Uh, yeah. Because you know Luke Cage is going to have a kind of a similar problem that we're going to have with this one of the heroes we're going to talk about tonight, and it's just like. He is so powerful and strong, it, it becomes difficult to find a credible villain against him. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of worry about that one a little bit, too. But, you know, it is what it is. All right. So, yeah, that thumbs down for Iron Fist. Uh, all right, let's the other one. Let's keep it. Oh, kick it over to DC. We're going to come back to this later. Uh, DC announced today that they're finally moving up their digital and their um, regular comic books to, you know, the paper comic books they're going to move them up to 399 disney had held the line at 299 my son has that poster in his room they'd held the line at 299 for the longest time on their comic books uh for you know providing a you know at least a dollar 
cheaper alternative than what Marvel was offering on their regular books. Um, they're going across both platforms, digital, uh, everything moving to four dollars, which is again pretty much the Marvel model at this point. Not that you collect any DC books, brother Beavis, but you know it's just a sign of the times, or you know, yeah, just a sign of the times. Yeah, I mean, did they make any claim as to that they were like there was going to be any improvement in the book or anything like that, or is it just <laughs> sort of the cost of doing business? Just the cost of doing business. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. It, it can't be a high margin industry, and yeah. you know, there's all sorts of impact to the local stores and stuff. It you know, it's one of those things that kind of blows. But if you want the comic book industry to still be an industry, you kind of got to suck it up. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking, saying, man, that DC is all about signing exclusive contracts to people and, and locking them up. And I would imagine an exclusive contract with an imprint comes at a price, you know, whether it be Jim Lee or Bendis, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I would imagine that that comes at a price. So I've been I'm surprised that they held that price for so long as they did. Yeah, I'm sure like getting uh, locking Bendis up like, a, for example, what you were talking about getting this premium talent that costs and comic books are it's a struggling medium right now as, as it's ironic as good as comic book movies are doing mm -hmm. right now overall that uh comic books are still kind of you know doing the struggle dance right now and uh yeah uh, operating that at that price for so long it makes you wonder if they were even operating at a loss for a little while maybe you never know uh probably not but uh, they definitely weren't making a lot either so uh yeah i remember the text chain we were on i was like i was like wow i'm surprised that they even lasted that long so uh it's to be expected I it's that it, yeah it's to be expected go ahead i didn't think about this as a bend to surcharge it, we might just be paying his salary well i say <laughs> we, i won't be uh but that's not true though i got some i got some dc comics recently yeah i understood yeah. <laughs> we're going to stick with the DC train here for a little bit and please don't DC people we're giving y'all y'all's due uh, we're we're reported also, <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Uh, it was reported today also that Margot Robbie who plays Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad had pitched her spinoff for uh, it was essentially going to be Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey as an R-rated girl gang film um, my initial response to that was um, okay or why uh, Brother Beavis uh, is is there really an interest for a Harley Quinn R-rated gang girl movie with the Birds of Prey well I think it's it's fair to say she was one of the better parts of um, Suicide Squad I don't know that that translates into and we need a lot more of that and yeah. I think <laughs> when Suicide Squad talked up, came out we talked about like representation and things like that um you know if, if you want to feature your female characters and daddy's little monster is the way you're going to do it um mm. okay I, I guess but i don't think you're <laughs> maybe reaching the audience that you need to reach the sandman how, how sexist would that movie have to be to get dudes to go and see it because it would probably need to be pretty sexist in terms of booty shorts and sexy little monster outfits uh, pretty damn sexist because I mean, she was probably Carly Quinn was probably the best part of Suicide Squad, and that's saying nothing. I mean, Will Smith's character, <laughs> yeah, um, Deadshot was all right, you know, but that was mainly due to Will Smith being Will Smith, and um, yeah, they're already they're already kind of bragging about they're trying to make this R rated, as you already said, and um, so man, TNA and bullets flying everywhere is what it sounds like to me yeah I, I agree with Beavis I don't know if this is something that's needed that we really want more of I she does make a very good Harley Quinn I'm uh, actually impressed how well she did but that doesn't mean we need another show of it you know and I don't know they're gonna end up running that character into the ground if they're not uh, really careful about it I'll be surprised if it ever gets made to be honest with you I, I really think DC is literally on his last legs. Um, I, I don't. There are comic book movies or whatever. I just don't. I don't think there's an appetite for it. I just think people are just. There's no trust in the product that there's going to be anything that's good. You know, you're going to get Shazam here and Aquaman to come out in the next year and a half. And when, if those movies poop the bed, which is a strong possibility, 
I mean, mm-hmm. there's just no, there's no desire to see any of that stuff. I mean, Margot Robbie would be, you know, need to be half-ass naked to do that. And if you want to do that, just go see Wolf of Wall Street. Why well, do I need to go pay any extra money to go see that? So yep. yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I think it's probably smart for them to make if they're going to keep making the volume of movies that they plan to do it with some of the more obscure characters. That way, if it fails, like the expectations are low. If you keep putting out average to bad Justice League movies, and I'm being generous here, um, yes, you are. <laughs> the, then you you know you're damaging the product line every single time. If you put out bad right. Batman movies, bad yeah. Superman movies, so it, it it one way they could kind of do this is. You know, kind of go under the radar, let the Marvel fatigue build up, build back up, which it certainly did at one point. Uh, sure. I think the fatigue has subsided, but they mm-hmm. can kind of lay low and play in sort of a different arena for a little bit until it's time to come back. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I really think as terrible as it is, and we're about to talk about this in, our, in and of itself with the books, I, I really think DC Cinematic needs a hard reboot. And, um, recast characters you know pretty much all around i mean even as much as i like to do to play superman they might need to recast everything and and start from scratch but i mean that's a again a seven to ten year process who knows what these movies are you know what's going to happen in seven to ten years so uh they're probably not going to do us and then get cash out now but yeah it's i don't trust dc like at all in terms of comic book movies anymore uh somebody yeah. have to tell me like no it's freaking outstanding you gotta go i mean yeah and that's <laughs> that's not happening so yeah all right yeah speaking of dc as we make a transition here into these dang on books um we're gonna go over two dc books tonight uh one something that's setting up their summer kind of series which is called dc nation uh zero number zero uh setting up their summer stuff that was a book that was available on free comic book day Although it wasn't free, it was a quarter, at least at my <laughs> comic book store. And then we're going to go over Action Comics 1000, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, kind of Superman and, and whatnot. Um, and then we'll transition into the Marvel books. Um, so I think, Sandman, you were the you read the DC Nation book? I read DC Nation, yeah. Yeah, the one you were saying for the quarter, yeah. So. Yeah. So, so, and Brother Beavis, did you get a chance to get that one? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I was going to, but then something else yeah. happened. Yeah, then you remembered you don't <laughs> fuck with I, DC. I remembered I don't really <laughs> like DC. <laughs> 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 um, Alright, so DC Nation is three separate stories that are going to kick off some of their flagship books here over the summer. And the first little short story from a snippet from the Batman book is essentially, and I thought this had already happened, Batman and Catwoman getting married and um the joker has gone to somebody's house a random stranger and kidnapped this particular person and basically saying that he's waiting there for an invitation to come uh for the wedding and he's driving this person crazy by being there telling him joker like type stories you know just a really kind of twisted type thing the guy's like you know you're gonna kill me and he's like of course i'm not gonna kill you what are you talking about you know i only kill people when i'm when I'm uh, upset, don't kill people Ups- when I'm upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, an actual invitation does come in the mail. The guy is like, "What? I can't believe it!" And then it's really not an invitation. Joker pretends that it is, and now that he's happy that he's allegedly getting invited to the wedding, he does shoot the person because, well, I'm happy. I, I kill when I'm happy, and he yeah. has to do it. <laughs> and he leaves the house. But it's just a kind of a twisted little story setting up, I guess. Uh, the stories here for Batman whatever that's moving forward it says Mm -hmm. Batman number 48 on sale in June I mean it was okay I mean if you're a Batman fan you would probably enjoy that Uh, I'm not sure where you are in in terms of your Bat fandom Um, I like Batman fine I haven't read the actual comic for years myself but I do uh, check in online every now and then read some Uh, this is a typical Joker insane you know just uh, doing stuff for, because randomly just torturing somebody that's that's what he always does he seems just wants to torture somebody and then in the end he'll <laughs> pretty much kill him or you know, prelude to it you kill him or something like that and that's that's all this was i mean it it was okay you know you know it yeah. was just joker being joker when it comes down to it and setting yeah, up I mean, their um, yeah that issue if yeah 
if you're into Batman you and the Joker, you'll be like, oh man, it's so freaking awesome. If you have bat fatigue, like I kind of do, as well as Joker fatigue, this is like another Joker Batman story. You know, yawn, yawn, mm-hmm. bore, bore. Uh, I'm good. Okay. Uh, issue or story two in DC Nation Zero was um, a Superman story uh, mm-hmm. setting up the um, the Bendis uh, return, not return, Bendis's uh, Bendis run, the debut. Yeah, yep. his debut. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Lois Lane is essentially gone. Clark Kent is now the lead reporter for the Daily Bugle. Um, Planet. The whole thing about yeah, oh, the Daily Planet. Ooh, sorry. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so we are the Marvel hacks, uh, and <laughs> there's a thing with with uh, Perry White, and you know, talking about how the news is real news, and essentially there's not going to be any fake news coming from the Daily Planet. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it's really just setting up for the introduction to a new character who actually happens to be a person of color, a black mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. in a spider in a Superman book. You know, her name is Robinson Robinson Good. Robinson Good. And yeah. Yes. And she is the new reporter, or one of the new lead reporters at the planet. I keep wanting to say Bugle, y'all. He's one of the lead reporters <laughs> at the planet, and basically there's some nefarious plot going on with her uh, by a mystery person that is pulling her strings. We don't really know. Uh, but yes, the biggest mystery is that Lois Lane is gone and disappeared. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Did I miss anything, Sammy? No, you pretty much hit the whole thing. And uh, Outside of the fact that Superman... Clark Kent is, just flies off as Superman to, uh, I guess he's investigating something, because uh, mm-hmm. uh, Perry, Perry White pulls him in the office and basically tells him, hey, you got to step your game up now that Lois, Lois is not here anymore, and then he flies off to basically look up something that they were talking about, and that's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's n- nothing major, it is what it is, and then the last one is a Justice League story, now this one, Brother Beavis... You'll be like, there's a love coming here. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of different Justice League teams anyway, but in terms of this Justice League story, they have split the team up to chase MacGuffins, and so there's three different teams. Four uh, different. Batman is four. four different oh teams. my gosh! Yeah. Worse yet, uh, Batman has one group called Team Entropy, which mm-hmm. is Lobo, Luth- Lex Luthor, Beast Boy, and Deathstroke. And they're chasing a MacGuffin. Then there's Team Mystery with Mm, Superman, Superman, Martian Manhunter, Starfire, Starro, Sinestro. um, I think that's that's all of them. I think that's it, yeah. Team Wonder, because with Wonder Woman, Team Wonder is Raven, Dr. Fate, Zantana, Etrigan, yeah, he's an old character, he's a Jack Kirby character, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, they give um, Cyborg a team, that's why I forgot about it, because he had one. <laughs> Cyborg's got a team, Team Wisdom, which is Cyborg, the Atom, Flash, and Harley Quinn. And Robin. And, and Robin, son of Batman. Son of Batman, and, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, pretty the, much it. And, go ahead. Oh, um, uh, did, you say the, did you say the Flash? And Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh, both of them. Yes. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, it's there. There's something going on. There that's forcing them to fight with their their mortal enemies, and that's basically it. And there's something going on with uh something. There something's coming to the planet, which look like um celestials, which we'll talk about <laughs> here in a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's it. And it's going to be in the new Justice League called no justice no out next week pretty much why are it. the villains in the mix hmm why are the villains they, in the mix um I, they don't really explain it because there's some yeah. world something coming to destroy the earth and they look like celestials they look like, just like celestials yeah which is yeah. ironic considering what we read this week yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so that's really it so i mean again dc folks we're, we're trying to help you out and so, and on top of that, we're going to go to that's your one. Okay, that's your one. We're going to give you that's your two. 
we're going to look at Action Comics a little bit. Now, we're not going to review the book. I sent the text out the other day. It was like, hey, man, there's this Action Comics 1000 is 80 pages long. It's a beast. And it's really got like 10 short stories of other people that have written Superman before. And they just wrote these little, you know, kind of five to six page stories. Not even that many to kind of go through the book. And I mean, it's basically it's how you feel about Superman. Probably the biggest uh, difference between now with this new book is that they gave him his, his drawers back. He's got the, the red underwear on the outside <laughs> of his pants again. That's pretty much it. Uh, the, you know, it's all the kind of, you know, Superman stories that, you know, that you would think of. I mean, I can't even really go into it, but, you know, all the people that you would think that wrote and draw it were all on there. And, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. Sam, and you are a bigger Superman fan than probably the both, definitely Brother Beavis, than the both of us then. So, I mean... Are you going to read the Bendis book? Is that something that you're interested in? I'm going to look into it and see what he does with the character and see, you know, just at least for a little while and see what direction he goes. I don't promise I'll stay with it, but, you know, I do like Superman, but if you ain't going anywhere with it, you know, I bore pretty quickly. So, yeah, <laughs> he's got he's he's got a little bit of time and then I'll move on. Otherwise, yeah. It seems like they fixed the convoluted story of how many supermans there were and when we started doing i don't know if that was the marvel hacks or the comic book show back then where it was a real complicated plot for i think was a rebirth that it was just ridiculous it it was hard to figure out well this superman was you know it was really ridiculous so it looks like they figured and fixed that part of it he is married i think and he still has a, a kid with Lois Lane, um, so mm, I, I right. didn't even really know that from except for reading this book. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the is. yeah that's the after New Fifty Two version where he's got a kid with Lois now, and he's yeah. Superboy, his son, and mm. and his son and Batman's son are running around together. I don't know, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> DC going to DC. All right, so yeah, so. I said before we get started into the to the Marvel hacks portion of this. I said we were going to do like milestone type books. So Action Comics actually reached number one thousand, which was the book that had all the Superman stories in it. Now we're going to count backwards here and go with the next book up, which would have been Spider Man eight hundred, but it got delayed. So we're going to jump to Captain America seven hundred, which is a continuation of the stories that we were reviewing in season two on the Marvel hacks where Cap is in, I think, like seven or five to seven years into the future after the world got uh, hit with this nuclear bomb by the ramparts or whatever. There's only a couple of real heroes left. I think it was the Thing and the Hulk are the only ones left. And now, after, I guess, 699, Cap has been placed in charge of the nation, and he's been trying to put it back together. Pick up from there, Brother Beavis. I'm pretty sure you read this one. Yeah, so it starts off with... uh they're, I guess, 72 days after Babington, who was the leader of Rampart's, been overthrown. And Cap's sort of planning and executing and trying to save everybody. And and his uh, lieutenants are working in the background on a plan of, of banners to uh, to work on a uh, uh, some sort of technology that <coughs> would potentially send Cap back in time. But Cap really isn't having it. He's, you know, out fighting uh, infidels and defeating terrorist plots and knocking out foreign invaders, inspiring the people. And, uh, you know, his his team's like, uh, hey, we need to start thinking about how we're actually going to solve something here and they want to send them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, he's really trying to do everything, which is part of the problem. You know, he's trying to lead the war effort. He's like, oh, I got soldiers, you know, starving because the heartland has been hit really hard. And you got all these other people wanting to take over the United States coming from Europe and all this. I mean, he's really trying to do everything himself. And it goes through, I think, upwards of a year with him trying to do everything. And then out of nowhere, New York gets nuclear bombed again. And he just kind of throws everything off for a loop and where he finally relents and is like, you know what? Send my ass back. Because uh, we can't, <laughs> we can't keep, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing it. And um, 
Yeah, and that that's pretty much it. it, it it's you again. We've talked about this a little bit before, and also that this book in in and of itself, or the the artwork and whatever, is going to end here soon. As Tanahasi Coates is going to take over Captain America, which I think Lenil Francis Yu. I mean, it's, and it's going to get a reboot here sometime in the sunny for the Marvel fresh start. Um, but this, I guess it's been probably like six or seven issue run. It's actually already on the 701 already. This has actually been a really good run, wouldn't you think, Brother Beavis? Absolutely. I mean, this is the style of the art. Um, yeah. The story. I mean, it's, 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 it's really, really good storytelling, really good art. It's a great book. It's been mm-hmm. a great series. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've liked the idea that it hasn't been this overarching world changing event i mean yes it is a world changing event but it's also kept it a captain america event and not having to involve every single person in the marvel universe in it yeah which i really enjoyed um so he gets sent back in time to you know it was supposed to be a week before things went crappy it was literally (laughs) like five minutes before everything went crappy and then essentially you, you you get a version of the winter soldier cap uh, on a ship, just beating everybody's ass and uh, having to save himself after he gets frozen, and uh, he's you know he sees King Babington or whatever before everything goes you know and Cap saves the plot. Uh, the I guess C undercurrent plot in that is that the lady that he had met in the future said you know once he goes back look him up you know look me up sometime and even though he's technically not supposed to remember that. He there's some little little memory connection where he goes and visits her at I think she worked at the post office or something. The post office, yeah, yeah, it was like out of Men in Black too, and um, you know he gives her a letter or whatever, and that's pretty much the end. I mean, yeah, it's been a really good book, like a a surprisingly good run, um, ones that actually I wind up getting as as opposed to linking all of them. So yeah, well done, Mark Wade. Uh, You'll be missed on. You haven't thrown it to Sandman at all yet. Sandman, I'm sorry. What do you think of this book? <laughs> oh, I'm just left out in the cold. But no, no. But no, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is actually, uh, just like you guys said, I was pleasantly surprised by this because when they, like, froze him and sent him into the future pretty much again, like he was frozen before, I was, my eyes were rolling to, like, uh, full time. And I was like, man, how, how the hell are they going to solve this? And <laughs> it actually, it actually, they really wrapped it up really nice the way it goes, uh, the way um, he solves the um, the dilemma with the, they try to launch a missile and basically um, one of his, his past self basically uh, sacrifices himself and the, the part of him that got frozen uh, is still in the present, so... He's, he actually doesn't even know what happened because he's um, um, because the ship detonates and he's unfrozen again so he just thinks it's an accident it's uh, quite a remarkable story I thought you know and I was like wow this is a really good story because so. when it started we were like here here we go again they just had this interesting thing where he was riding across the country and fighting different things and you know it's sort of like a lot of encapsulated cap stories and they look like they bailed on that to put him in this dystopian story where he's Emperor Cap again. It was like, what right. the fuck? It's been great. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. one. There's one page in this book. It's six panels, and it's it's inter interweave of Captain America. Is three lines of dialogue. Is I don't know how to stop. I never did. Hope is not a plan. But yeah. the way he's yeah. cast is defeated. He's saying these Captain America lines, but he's very clearly defeated, and it's interwoven with these three pictures of his body's on fire having jumped through the rocket, and he's yeah. climbing up in a Bucky-esque scene to self-sacrifice for Captain America. It's, it's right. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a solid, solid book. And like I said, I mean, I think I said when I sent the, the, the preview pages out for the Ta-Nehisi Coates, the uh, Neil Francis U book, you know, um, okay, cool. Now, again, if you're a big fan of Ta-Nehisi Coates, at least on his original uh, run of Black Panther, good luck with that because those books were a snore fest for me. I got through six issues, and it was it was a struggle to get through those books. And maybe, yeah. and I've heard that he found his footing later on, and that the book is a little bit better now. But I can't go back. I'm good. So I'll maybe <laughs> we'll give this. This this a run, you know. Maybe he has a different voice on this book, but um, you know, casting Mark Wade away a little bit, you know, as somebody who's been familiar with Cap, who's written Cap for so many years, and it seems like they had something good here, and you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because of fresh start. 
Um, so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I feel the same way. It's like, eh, this is probably a, a really solid book that we're gonna throw away just because yeah. at this point. So all right. I mean, this story was like the Infinity War of comics. Relative yeah. to a it really was. garbage we've read, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and and what I appreciated in the again it was I think six or seven issues or whatever they were able to wrap up the stories in yeah. you know within themselves you know it's like okay this was like a one issue story this was two issues and then this one I think wound up lasting four issues uh, and it was done perfect like that's it it's not dragged mm-hmm. out which we're gonna talk about here in the Avengers here for a second. It wasn't dragged out. It was, you know, concise and to the point, which was perfect. Um, but, you know, whatever, Marvel. Yeah. We're, we're fresh started. So, And speaking of fresh starts, so we counted down our books from uh, 1,000 to 700, all the way down to one here. Uh, the Avengers, one of the first books that have come out for the Marvel fresh start that we've been talking about. We did a whole podcast on why that this was probably not necessary, but Marvel doesn't give a fuck. So... <laughs> We're back. Um, Avengers number one. Uh, let's see. Is, who is this by? Is it Jason. A- yeah, Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis, who's changed his uh, drawing style significantly from his previous uh, works. By the way, uh, the people aren't all squares. They're still squarey, but they're not all squares. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, so. Let's deal with the team first, and then we'll deal with the plot. So the cover gives you the first off the top there. The team from the top is Doctor Strange, uh, Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes version, uh, Iron Man, She-Hulk, Black Panther, Captain America, Captain Marvel, and Thor. Uh, some people online were like, the team is too overpowered. Brother Beavis, is it too powerful? Or we got a Justice League situation going? Um, well... Just looking at it, you've got the most powerful sorcerer in the world, the strongest there is, uh, the greatest technologist of all time, Black Panther, who has been written to have every potential power ever because of vibranium, <laughs> or Captain Marvel, and yeah, I think I think there's some truth to that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Are they yeah. overpowered, Sam? Mean. Yeah, I mean, you got Thor, Captain America, and Doctor Strange alone as a team unto themselves. That's a that's a cosmic team right there, and <laughs> and you got you yeah. know, that's not even mentioned that Iron Man, you know, um, uh, and uh, She Hulk, who is just going by Hulk now, I guess. Uh, that's yeah, it's way overpowered. Now, judging the who are they ended up um, possibly being the um, uh, foes uh, in this book. They're underpowered, but <laughs> for anybody else, yeah, they're way overpowered. Well, the problem, this is the Justice League problem. Once you can defeat anything, then every fight has to be like the world has to be on the line. Pretty and much. That's yeah. all Marvel does. And it's just, mm-hmm. you, there's, their smaller stories are so much better, and you don't have that opportunity when this is the starting point. Right. Yeah, and... Uh, and you, speaking of world-altering events, um, during Season 2 of the Marvel Hacks, we were going through the No Surrender event, which led up to this book at, at its fresh start. And that book came out every week for NAM almost three months. Um, and it was ridiculous. I mean, there was really nothing happening. There was the whole story with the Black Order and the Game Master and Voyager. And it was just a mess. And, I, you know, I kind of finally finished it, and it ended as a mess. It was really just a version to bring back Bruce Banner as the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And introduce this character that nobody cared about, and you know, a, a, a really, y'all, it ended on like uh, Living Lightning playing a poker game against the game master to save the universe, and he yeah. won because he was able to bluff him, and um, it's rough. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Okay, we, really, we just wasted three months so y'all could give the Living Lightning a shot because he played poker in the first issue. And you yeah. want to give that throwback for the living yeah. lightning? Hey, yeah. Yeah, they were just spinning they were just spinning their wheels. It's like they were just kind of wasting time just to do it. Yeah, and well, yeah, I, I, I'd also one I also wonder did they once they started this, is this where Fresh Start came from? They're like, "You know what? This is messed up. We should <laughs> we, we too far down the line. We got to fresh start this." 
They put the TV title on him on Saturday so he could drop it at the pay-per-view on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is bad. Damn, it's bad. So, whatever. Sorry, so they give you a fresh start. Um, This book, which I actually I thought was very interesting, it does give a throwback to what happened at the beginning of Marvel Legacy with this uh, Avengers 1 million BC crap. Now, I'm not saying that it's crap in general, but this idea that the you know versions of the powered versions of all these heroes that existed for all time and Odin is existed all this time like he's a billion years old mm-hmm. and but there's other versions of the pow- most powerful beings on the planet so there's like a Doctor Strange character there's a Phoenix a there's Black movie. Panther that's existed and Iron Fist uh, I, I keep wanting to say Star Lord for the Hulk Star but it's Star, Star Brand yeah Star Brand for the Hulk and has there been, been anything else to this story since that one shot there is something that came out on free comic book day my son got it that was like it's some infinity something or other and there was like a little backstory in there but other than that I haven't really seen or read anything but that's not to say that there hasn't been I mean I I guess you know props for continuity to not to just have thrown that away and apparently there is a story to tell but anti-props for we had to went how much did we spend on that how long ago for it to not yeah. matter till now yeah exactly yeah you know I mean, yeah yeah and it was yeah exactly and it wasn't like it was weaved into the current continuity of books before it got to this point it's just like oh yeah remember we did that shit a long time ago it's back um, so <laughs> yeah uh it, it's yeah so there in one million bc they had already defeated a a, a weekend celestial and now that there's the thought that there are more celestials that are going to be coming through and so all these powerful beings are getting together kind of knowing that they can't defeat it but they're going to give it their their try and odin's you know going to get drunk and the hulk character has his first version of alcohol and the phoenix and odin is in love and it's i i mean Yeah, Odin wants to do Phoenix bad. Yeah, by the way, yeah, they they really they really nailed that on. But <laughs> this this was probably the least mo- least interesting portion of the book to me. Uh, once it gets to the hero stuff, I thought it was okay. What'd you think about the one million BC stuff, brother? B? Meh. I, yeah. it's just, it's <laughs> contrived. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's. It sounds like a miniseries that nobody could figure out how to end it. You know what yeah. would be really cool is if we had all the characters back in 1 million BC. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. But did anybody really care to see it? Like, And I think that's something that I think a lot of the comics miss. But I think Marvel really does a bad job or a good job, depending on your perspective, about not understanding. Like, nobody really is asking for this. Like, nobody was wanting it. Y'all just think that it's cool. And it may be cool for, like, three or four weeks or issues. But that's not necessarily something that is continuous or you can't be sustained. So why even bother doing it? Um, mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah. So yeah. So the Celestials are coming. We get the big splash page of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. And then we get this scene where, you know, just trying to get the band back together. Now remember, the rec- most recent versions of the Avengers for the last few years really haven't had um, the big three in it other than like kind of in and out of it uh, mm-hmm. but Captain America Iron Man and Thor haven't really been as the continuity or glue or the continuity the glue of the books and so now the thought is we're going to get the if we're going to get the Avengers back together we're going to have you know these three people there we've talked about this since we've been doing this that once they start once um, whatever the Plessy versus Ferguson era was you knew the white heroes were going to come back brother Beers. like this is this is the return of the vanilla big man. Yeah, and they try and like set it up like, oh, we're all, f-, you know, I was in a coma and Thor was unworthy and kept, you yeah. know, it's like almost like a redemption story. It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't need a redemption story. Like, don't try and if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't make them like all butthurt. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they they seem like they're well. Uh, at least Stark is like real reluctant to come back. Because he's been in a coma all this time, and so now they they keep uh, they, they keep making the case that he doesn't necessarily want to 
come back and be an Avenger again. And like, it was like, yeah, maybe we can get some of the younger, younger guys to do it. And then Thor and Cap are like, hell no, we gotta do this shit ourselves and stuff. So that, that was unusual. It was different. I don't know if I cared for it, but it was different at least. Uh, yeah. My biggest issue is that, um, Thor is Thor from the movies and, Iron Man or Tony Stark is definitely freaking Robert Downey Jr. at this point. Oh yeah, they that's been even, going. They don't even try to hide it. Yeah, that's been going on a while now. Yeah, I'm I'm almost yeah. surprised they didn't get a little Chris Evans in on Cap. Yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, his they, contract's they, over, so. <laughs> so they they make their they make their version of like the art. We're going to get the team together. Of course, there is a um, world-changing event that's going about to happen that pulls them in together. Uh, Cap almost says Avengers Assemble, and, uh, you know, uh, Tony doesn't like that. But basically, the book switches in between a couple of different plots. So we have the plot for those guys in New York trying to get the team together. Back in, uh, I guess it's in South Africa, uh, Doctor Strange and Black Panther are together, which is a weird pairing teaming together. And then mm. they're together and they're investigating, you know, something that's near the center or the bottom of the earth or whatever. And they're trying to figure out what that is. Um, that's their plot. Uh, there's a plot with Robbie Reyes. Um, and he's a character that's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right, Brother Venus? He was last year, yeah. He was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, I, I haven't really followed up on my Ghost Rider readings or whatever. I was like, yeah, I don't know him? much about him. He, you know, he was in the show. He was uh, set up by his uncle for because comics and like mm. his brother <laughs> got hurt in a car accident. Uh, yeah, that was set up by their uncle, and so he was like dying and asked for power and got the spirit of vengeance in him. Mm-hmm. He drives a souped-up uh, car instead of a motorcycle. Yeah, okay. he it was all they they did a fantastic job of it on the show. It was great. Okay, that's what I heard. Well, yeah. other than they did sort of pass around the spirit of vengeance. There was like two or three people that got inhabited by the the, mm. the spirit of vengeance during the season. Nice, nice. the neo the neogenic recombinator. Pretty much, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noted. All right, so. That's there's plot. There's a real quick throw in with She Hawk that makes like, hey, there's She Hawk. Okay, she's on a team. Next. And then Captain <laughs> Marvel's out in yeah. space uh, at the Alpha Flight Station and she sees like a, the hand of a celestial coming through the sky and she gets joined by, you know, the originals or whatever as they attempt to deal with whatever this actually is. You know, and the story is really just all coming together to get to the point where there's going to be some creatures that come out from the bottom of the earth and the other heroes are like looking at the celestials as to okay what happened why did this person fall out of the sky uh, i mean that's basically it it's it's really just a it's kind of just an introductory issue you know you're not really getting they're setting up some plot points or whatever that obviously play out in the first couple of issues it isn't all world destruction quite yet it's just more kind of localized destruction uh, but for the most part, just a very entry-level book. If you have never read an Avengers comic book before, this is probably a good jumping-on point because you don't really need that much history. Even if you've seen like the Avengers movies, you you probably got enough history to kind of get through the books. Would you say, Sam? Uh, yeah, definitely. You got the big three, of course. We we already talked about Thor, Cap, and um, Iron Man are there. And you know, let's be real. That's that's the glue. Those are the iconic characters they the avengers i've always run um revolved around one way or the other i mean and you've got um <coughs> non-traditional members and stuff they they got ghost rider now i don't know if ghost rider's ever been a member of the avengers they changed so much he probably was but now you got captain marvel and they're probably trying to give her a push in front of her movie which is going to be coming up oh, yeah. um, next year so that's no mistake that was that was planned uh Black Panther, of course, obviously with his movie and the DVD and the Blu-ray coming out, he's going to be front and center. Yeah. So, yeah, this is as good a place as any to jump on to. I mean, and um, it's the Avengers, so it's world world-ending events, and that's literally what's going on here. The book is coming out every two weeks here at its initial start. Um, I don't, yeah, and this wouldn't have been one of the weeks I didn't see it as I was looking through the books. 
Um, is this a book, Brother Beavis, that you would continue if we don't review it on the hacks? Mm, no, because it's not. There's just another like modern era Marvel story. The world's ending. Right. We got to get everybody together and tell mm-hmm. a big story. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want that anymore. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I I feel you, and like I mean, I, I think I've been banging the drum on this for a while now. Is that you could still tell like these Captain America, Iron Man, or whatever stories in the context of their own mm-hmm. books. I'm not even sure if you really need the Avengers anymore. I, I really do think that you could tell it within their individual books and then bring the team together as needed to fight within those individual books but I don't you know the team in and of itself I mean it's it's very similar to the Justice League do you really need them like if I mean he's uh, Batman got Superman on his speed dial right like do we need (laughs) to have a book completely outside of the continuity of that particular book at the same time it's just like hey let's put them all together because it makes sense it seems like an outdated comic book model that's just me though um yeah, that's just me. Because yeah. it's not like they're the X Men where you have people in there that you know can't carry solo books outside Wolverine. So I feel like we should talk about the Celestials a little bit. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, they're like they're, the design is you know so Kirby esque. It's kind of cool to see, but if you actually delve into the story of the Celestials, you're like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts? Um, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead the Wikipedia page is worth a read because you will <laughs> be looking at your local community college for the Celestials 101 course to try and make sense of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically, they just like correct me if I'm wrong. The Celestials uh, begin civilizations. Then they'll leave for thousands and thousands of years, eons, then come back to check and see if they're worthy to exist, basically. And if, they're, if they are, they, yeah, is that, yeah, is that it, or is it... Well, the, what, I think the story I read was like, there was some sort of creator, and he made two races. One was the celestial race, and they were all kind of unique and did their own thing. And then there was another race where they were all kind of the same. And those two went to war, and... Basically, all but like a dozen celestials were left, but they all have like some special purpose. So I think there right. are some that like do that societal experiments. There's others. They just they all have like their name is like so and so, the chili maker. You know, they just they <laughs> do their one thing. <laughs> it just uh, it yeah yeah. You're like, it takes you to it takes you back to like the '60s of comic book storytelling too quick. And, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I will say like one of the best um, Thor stories I ever read had involved him trying to fight the Celestials on this um, alien planet where they're basically about to judge this race, and he's trying to prevent it, and ultimately he fails. But it ends up being uh, a, the sub race that the this master race was uh subjugating that they were judging the whole time and they get rid of them so the uh the uh innocent race can live and um it's very (laughs) kirby-esque and that's probably why it's good you know um x-factor story too where like it's about in the middle of the original run and they're like stuck on some other planet Mm -hmm. where there's these uh basically like the normal human mutants and the deviant mutants and they're like trapped in this gladiatorial arena and there's the celestials on the planet and they're trying to sort of break up this caste system and angels still in his transition from archangel and going crazy but i mean there 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 are great stories with them involved i'm not yeah. always sure it's because they're in the story right right well i mean if you think back to when we were reviewing the champions um you know when we got uh god who did the champions fight in that first run we were reading um Oh God! Uh, <laughs> What's that dude's name? Um, gosh, shoot, the one that makes like uh, his own, like makes all the unicorn and people mixes them all together. Oh, uh, high evolutionary. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's it's really, yeah, it's really kind of like that. Every time I see him in a story, it's just like, oh, they're about to form Voltron because. <laughs> I mean, it's really yeah. just kind of like some robot folks all together, and you know, and again, it becomes like when you if you put them in a story, you know, it's going to be some world-changing event because that's pretty much what they are because they're so big and they're so bad. You're going to have to do something to at least make them 
a, a credible threat. My mm-hmm. issue will become with the Avengers, like I said, moving forward. Like, okay, if we review it for the hacks, of course I'll read it, and I probably would read it outside if we didn't, but, like, how long are you going to take me with this Celestial story? Like, six yeah. months? I ain't mm. got it in me, man. Mm-mm. I ain't got it in me. I, I maybe got like I maybe got three or four issues of that before it begins. Like, all right, all right already. You know, I know everybody's yeah. gonna die in this, so yeah. just you know, finish it off already and send, you know, get me back to where you know whoever that they're gonna be fighting. And that, and again, it becomes this thing again. Who are you gonna have that's gonna be able, especially this super powered ass team? You know, they got some different <laughs> personalities on there that might be interesting to write. Um, I think this Jason Aaron dude is the guy that's writing Thor as well. Has been writing Thor for a while, so maybe mm-hmm. he, he can fix that part of it. But other than that, I'm good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, Thor has, Thor has been pretty. Thor has been pretty good, right? Um, they just they finally wrapped up the uh, Jane Foster era if you will that's why the original thor is back now so but it was good while it lasted i have to admit yeah that's fine i mean i I have no problem with that and um like i said we'll wind up reviewing and reading a few of these but celestials Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um so okay in our last book we usually do a throwback thursday for the um for the x-men we're going to wind up coming back to the x-men here uh, and, and a lot of part of season three is we're going to have to deal with Kitty Pride and Colossus's wedding. And we'll definitely have Hutch on for that if he didn't get invited mm-hmm. to the wedding. I mean, he might. Um, <laughs> he can be our he can be our uh, man on the street for that. Yeah, he, he may have he may have RSVP'd uh, for that particular event because Colossus he might be in the wedding party for Colossus. Who, who knows, man? So uh, once again, you don't come on the podcast, you do get clowned. All right, so um, the hunt for Wolverine. <laughs> When he fell asleep was still the best. When he was actually on the podcast and he fell asleep. Yeah, sleeping on it. That's very true. That was legendary. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The Hunt for Wolverine, the funny thing is, is when we started Marvel Legacy, there was a portion of this, the the one shot or jump on or jump on book for Marvel Legacy is that Wolverine was back and he was carrying around, I think it was an infinity cube. Or something like that, mm-hmm. and I think they mm-hmm. told some version of that story on the backside of other issues, but we didn't review any of that stuff because we didn't care. So <laughs> um, now they're doing this whole story to bring Wolverine back, and like essentially, where is him? So it's the hunt for Wolverine. This seems very familiar too. Like I'm like a deja vu when I was reading this. I was like, I swear there was like a '90s version of this where he was missing, not dead, but he was missing and they went searching for him. But I, I mean, I could just be confusing things. But yada, yada, yada. This book is spread across four different books and uh, that are coming out every week. I read the second one, which is a, involved Daredevil, Misty Knight, and some Inhuman I had never heard of. I read that last night. But the initial, bo- yeah, the initial book is... Um, the Reavers are looking. <laughs> the Reavers, um, the Reavers did not pay their insurance premiums. Basically, uh, they've been trying to, um, to they've been trying to do some jobs, and it just hasn't worked out. And they're all busted up and banged up, and they can't pay their uh, their copays and premiums. And so now they're trying to get one big last score. And uh, it's to get uh, some DNA or Wolverine's body for whoever is looking for it. And so they've gone to this place where Wolverine is supposedly encased in adamantium to try to get his body. Did y'all read the Death of Wolverine story? Because I didn't. No, No, I didn't either. I didn't really care. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the death of Wolverine was also preceded by the fact that old man Logan was already there. So I was like, well, nigga, what? I mean, somebody's mm. already here. So what, what's, what's the purpose of this? But yeah. So I didn't read it. So essentially the X-Men had, um, what did they do? They, they took his body and they placed it in this thing kind of as a, a tomb for him. But, of course, they're watching out for the body to make sure that nobody does anything. And so the Reavers are the first ones to try to come and get him. And the X-Men get clued off to it, and we get this battle up between the X-Men, which is essentially Team Gold, and um, hmm. the Reavers, the beat-up Reavers, who are just absolutely, I mean, they're all busted up. you get a chance to read this one, uh, Brother Beavis? 
No. So is the gold team out of jail now? Because that's where I left that story. Yeah, they're gold. Yeah, the gold team's out of jail. Uh, but man, whatever about gold. I, I, I kind of caught up on some of those. The, the blue. Uh, and I yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't mess with blue at all. That's just and then red is tripping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, but essentially, yes. So they try to steal his body. Gold team shows up. They beat Reaver ass all over the place. Um, and then it starts to tell a backstory about how his body is actually not encased in the adamantium tomb. Um, Kitty used her powers to phase his body out of it, and then they took his body and buried it in a field um, somewhere, and um, that was really it. And she's telling this story like in a narration style, like at his grave while she's poured out some liquor, and is telling the story to. Uh, you know, at his tombstone or where he actually is, and and that's basically the entire story. But of course, you know, things don't stay dead. He's not dead. He's you know, three days later, I think he um he came out of the tomb uh, <laughs> and was uh, walking, uh, and they don't know where he is. Basically, they've lost yeah. Wolverine's body, and you know now everybody's literally searching for Wolverine. That's your story. And like I said, it, it she starts to involve other people into this this process of trying to find him. Uh, she again she calls Daredevil, and Daredevil is going to team up with Misty Knight and this Inhuman in a one book that they're searching for Wolverine. And, and then Cypher. she also say what? And Cipher. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And you ever heard of that fool before? Yeah, it's Doug Ramsey from the New Mutants. He's alive again. He's back? Yeah. Not he, that I should be surprised. He's done been alive, yo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. Pass. Yeah, yeah pass. Um, so, actually, so they, uh, they, they tried to actually give him a power. Like, Doug Ramsey, is he got Jason Todd out of the Marvel yeah. Like, everybody's <laughs> yeah, like, we hate this cat. Why don't you go ahead and mm-hmm. kill him? They're like, all right. Hey, why don't you kill him? Because all I can do is talk to people. So, they gave him his, his trick is... Body language is a language, so he's like a fighter because he sees how like Taskmaster s people fight. So that was how they like tried to make him relevant. But no, he was in like God. a they rebooted an X Factor storyline with Peter David for like a dozen issues. They had like Gambit and Polaris, but he was in it. Yeah, it was something with like him and Doug Lock or uh, Warlock somehow that brought him back to life. But, yeah, oh, his storyline I, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do remember that somewhat now. Yeah. Oh, and my, and my misty, my misty night love could not be higher. So. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> other than this, other than this inhuman guy who is just the legacy of a bad decision. Uh, yeah. Where they got yeah. where they got behind a soon to be failed product line at the expense of the X Men. Yeah. Other than that, I, I liked the book. I thought the art style was appropriate for Daredevil, and uh, they don't do anything. They just all no. get get driving around the city. Yeah, um, mm. I forgot. In the original book here, do you actually a uh, Firestar is a member of uh, Team Gold now, um, and oh, yeah. yeah, she's <laughs> yeah she's a member of Team Gold, and also there's an Alpha Flight appearance because this happened. Of course, they buried him in Canada, and um, mm. there's an Alpha Flight appearance. We get Vindicator, you get Snowbird. I think those are the only two. The other ones are either dead or they're on. The Alpha Flight base up there with um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, um, yeah. So, um, the, yeah. So the body is missing. She goes to Tony Stark as well to ask him about you know what she can do to help him. There's some cutaway scenes where you see Wolverine beating some people up and cutting them and whatever. But I mean, again, you don't know where he is. That should, I mean, he becomes a MacGuffin essentially, and that's really the book. Um, you know, there's so what are, what are there? There's four series. Is there Adamantium Agenda, yeah. Cause of a Killer, and Mystery in Madripoor? Is that yes. what we're mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's and four so, four part series about Wolverine. Yes, correct. Good. So 16 issues to get this nigga back. What was it 3.99? <laughs> mm-hmm. At 4.99. Start four nine. Man. Yes, so, 4.99. No, no, thank you. No, thank there's you. There's a great line in where they're like, "Hey, Wade McGee." We need to find Wolverine. He's like, which one? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The old one, the lady, the blonde kid, or the android? Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah, eight of them. The other was an android. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
Is, yeah, is exactly. Shaq, is, one. is Shaq one of the Wolverines? <laughs> Maybe so. We oh, need the bad. Shaq. Uh, we need the Shaq voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I got these claws out of Canucks. All right. Um. So I'm the, I just, I'm the best there is I mean, what I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Hey Bob. Hey Bob. Um. I, more than anything, like. I just don't care. You know, I picked this up. It was at free comic book day and wasn't free. I picked it up because I was like, well, you know, it'll be a good book for the hacks. It'll be a good book for the throwback kind of or the X-Men story or whatever kind of moving forward. You know, they are rebooting. They've already rebooted, I think, Team Blue, which is like is a whole group of people. I don't even know who the hell's on Blue. Gold is still that team, um, but they've added Firestar. And, um, and I think Phoenix is still there. Or Rachel, whatever, uh, whatever her new name is now. Prestige, Prestige. Prestige. Thank you. Yeah. Awful. And um, I think she's still there. But it, really, everything that they're doing right now is just leading up to Kitty and Peter's wedding. And there's a story in there. I just read it. Um, what was it? I mean, I don't even remember who the villain was at this point. It's just, it is what it is, man. There's nothing. Mm. There's really nothing happening. The the book, the the X Men books are really treading water. And again, I'm not sure if that's just that they're waiting around for the merger or they've just been Guggenheim to death. I don't really know, but for the most part, they're, they're DOA. Um, I, I, I mean, there's not one like X-Men books that I could really mess with at this point in time. After, again, gold and blue had such a promising start and it really just tailed off completely. Yeah. It's too many books yeah, I, for one thing, and I I don't know what the hell's going on on any of them anymore. It's just yeah. too confusing anymore. Yeah. At least for me. And, yeah. no, I hear you. Yeah. So, okay. So that'll get us kind of at that point. We're still going to be on some of these legacy books for season three. We got um, Iron Man six hundred is coming out here fairly soon. Um, we have the Amazing Spider Man number eight hundred as well. Um, and then as the books will start to slowly trickle out for the fresh start, we talked about Thor number one is coming out pretty soon. Uh, Captain, the new Captain America book will be coming out here pretty soon. So, you know, kind of season three will be our little fresh start here at the you know, start of the summer before we close out season three. But, um, you know, overall tonight, besides Captain America, any book got your interest, Sandman? Uh, the Wolverine one had it, it had some parts on it that were somewhat interesting, but it, it was just okay. I actually, um, for all the f- its faults, I'm somewhat curious what they're going to be doing in Avengers. I know it's probably going to be like a, a four, in, uh, two or three issue thing, and then they're going to wrap it up and go to something else with all these world-ending events. So I, I guess I'm just that sucker. So there you go. <laughs> This is Brother Beavis, any book that you're like, you know what, I'm going to stick with this because, you know, I, I think I want to see how it ends. Yeah, I I, uh, I actually got Cap 701 already. And, okay. Know, that wasn't You can review bad. it. You can review it. It was bad? No, it wasn't bad, but it's, okay. it, uh, it's an alt future where they pick up and... Uh, takes place in the future i think it's implied that um maybe it progresses from the timeline we just left uh the timeline that cap just went back from but they've basically taken the super soldier and used it like as a vaccine for the population oh, right. yeah 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 so, yes i did see that mm-hmm. and but there's this one guy who's a historian and his son he's a descendant of steve rogers but his son is like having an adverse reaction to it and he's trying to figure out why and they find out it's like this cree plot to pacify the civilization so mm-hmm. it was it was it wasn't bad but it was just a complete break from where we left off which like i said was the infinity war of comics that i've read in the last year so yeah <laughs> you know, it, it was all right but it wasn't uh you know it wasn't what we just got finished with okay yeah I mean, yeah i'll stick i'll stick with that cat book um like i knew 701 had come out i just didn't get it yet um, I may stick with the main Wolverine book. Those side angle sides, as Hutch says, I don't know if I can mess with those. Um, that's just that is just yeah. That's just swinging you around the mulberry bush, and I ain't got time to read all of those freaking books. I just don't. You know, they're just gonna uh, end with ta-da. You know, so it's yeah. like <laughs> it's not gonna make any sense at the end. 
and also lead into Wolverine, new Wolverine number one as well. Um, mm. So that you can buy that crap too. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm so good on that. Uh, the Avengers, I'll probably stick with a little bit. I'm curious as about the Bendis um, Superman only because, you know, I, I, although I do think he's a little bit of an overrated hack, um, <laughs> I, I'm curious as to see what he does with Superman because it's, yeah. it's such a hard character to write. And right. um, I'm so I'm curious as to what what his take is going to be. Uh, I know all the people that hated him when he worked for Marvel are all on his nutsack now. But about three issues in, they're all gonna hate him too because he he does he takes his liberties. That's for sure. And uh, I think some people you know kind of you know the traditionalists will kind of turn on him a little bit. But we'll see how it goes. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that book too. Okay. All right, so we'll start to wrap up. The, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. So, all right, so we'll start to wrap up uh, episode one of season three of the Marvel Hacks. You'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, I don't know. That's that's really about it. If you got any books that you'd like us to uh, review, you know, you can get me at Brothers Comics on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can get Sandman at Sandman415 on Facebook and Twitter. Brother Beavis is still in the ether. He's the uh, eighth Infinity Stone, I think. If you find it. Uh, <laughs> like the eighth, like the fifth Beetle, too. Uh, you'll be able to find, uh, you, know, you know, check us out. You know, you know, we can, we'll can. we take some reviews. We'll even take DC ones. Even if you got an image book. Oh, hey, hold up. Hold up. Oh, Never mind. come on. Now. I didn't say that. Yeah. Psych. Wrong podcast, y'all. Man, we'll be reviewing Archie <laughs> comic books on here before we start reviewing uh, image books. Tell you that right now. So, um, so yeah, that'll start to wrap it up. Um, I usually use the X-Men, the animated series music to play us out of these things. So, you know, we'll kind of cue that up um, as the X-Men play us out. Uh, brother, uh, no, Sandman, say goodnight. Mm. All right, fellow mutants, sayonara. We will see you next episode. All right, and Brother Beaver, say goodnight. Uh, all right, standing on the earth, show must be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> story for another podcast. We'll see everybody on this side. Peace, guys. See you. Peace out.